0: That's history right there, you understand? How many carrots is this? Good, what, four, five thousand carrots? Three thousand dollars a carrot? You're listening to Movie Things.
1: And this is an Extra Things episode.
0: And this episode is called We're Just a Pair of Uncut Gems. Sure are. Just (laughs)
1: rough around the edges, but nice and sparkly inside.
0: Diamonds in the rough. (laughs) So if you're new to extra things, these are our little bonus episodes, just a little something something to get your week off to a start.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. I think this is the first one of 2020. It
0: is. Yeah, I've not done one of these since Christmas time, so I'm excited to get into it. Um, This week we're going to be talking about a new film that's like appeared on Netflix pretty recently called Uncut Gems.
1: Yeah, done the rounds at film festivals like late last year and got a limited cinema run in January 2020 before appearing on Netflix at the end of the month.
0: Yeah, it's a crime thriller and we'll get into the plot um, in just a second. So why don't we do a little spoiler alert first?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: So as always we're going to be talking about this film in quite a lot of detail if you haven't seen Uncut Gems yet then um, it is available on Netflix for you to go and have a watch and come back and join us if you have seen it or if you're not too bothered and want to just listen to the chat regardless that's cool too grab some snacks settle on in and we'll get started.
1: So who's in it?
0: So this film um, is directed by Josh and Benny Safdie and it's starring Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Edina Menzel, Julia Fox and Lakeith Stanfield.
1: Lakeith Stanfield's a good one, eh? He's great,
0: he's in so many good films. I know,
1: that's what I was going to say. So we know him from one of our previous podcasts, Lieutenant Elliot from Knives Out. Yes. As well as these roles in Atlanta, Get Out, and as Snoop Dogg and Straight Out of Compton. Yeah. What a CV.
0: Yeah, he's got a p- pretty good CV going on.
1: But obviously, the main attraction here is the fact that this is Adam Sandler and something pretty different from what we've seen him in recently.
0: Yeah, definitely. Adam Sandler plays a jeweller called Howard Ratner and he owns a shop in New York's Diamond District selling extremely expensive pieces of jewellery. Howard is also a compulsive gambler, though, and he's in a lot of debt. The movie gets its title from a large opal, a large gem that Howard buys from a mine in Africa. He plans to auction it off, make a million bucks and pay off his debts.
1: Simple as that. It's Easy, right? Why have we not all just done this?
0: Well, standing between Howard and this goal is a basically a relentless chain of lies, risks and bets. I'm going to be honest, this film is intense.
1: Yeah it's been like a common bit of feedback for people that have watched it so far but it's quite a stressful watch I think.
0: Yeah whatever there seems to be a straightforward task ahead Howard seems to manage to find the most difficult and dangerous way to go about things. It's either his own doing or because someone he's annoyed at some point in his life steps in and makes things difficult.
1: Yeah he's got a pretty crazy web going where I think he sort of borrows something from someone to pay another guy which is then used as collateral for another bet and it's so hard to unpick and this is quite a tight snapshot i think what happens in the film probably takes place over the course of like maybe th- four days something mm. like that but it's so intense he doesn't sit down for a second
0: so this film's like an i think it's 130 ish minutes long now that seems quite long on paper but because of the plot that we mentioned and obviously the kind of the rapid-fire things that happen in the film and the frantic style of cinematography. I mean, you can't deny it does a great job of keeping things interesting, but also, like you say, pretty stressful if you're a laid-back kind of person watching it. You always think he's going to go in a room and have a wee seat for five minutes and just chill <laughs> Take out. Take the pressure off. And it just doesn't happen.
1: Nah, no, but it really gives you that sense of him juggling a million dodgy deals and struggling to remember sort of who he's stolen from and what he's trying to pay for and to who and yeah he could really do with like a Trello board or a good to-do
0: list oh, definitely <laughs> like just a, a nice like whiteboard just to jot down everything that's going on I'll be honest I was knackered after watching it like I feel like I'd done a 20-hour shift in the Diamond District
1: <laughs> yeah so Adam Sandler it's a fairly massive departure from his usual sort of by the numbers comedy stuff that we've became used to eh?
0: definitely but I thought
1: it's, although it's a bit of a surprise performance from him, I thought he was really, really good.
0: Yeah, I agree. For me, this film is all about great performances that sort of change your perception of some actors. Like, Adam Sandler playing, like, let's face it, a total jerk that doesn't take a telling, as my mum would say. Like, <laughs> um, You've also got Adina Menzel, who's a Broadway star. She's known for her role in Wicked, um, and also playing um, Queen Elsa in Frozen. She's appearing in such a gritty, like, kind of thriller-type role, that's a big departure for her as well.
1: Yeah, the cast are all really good, given that a lot of them are either kind of relatively unknown in their first role or in something completely sort of against type. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed Kevin Garnett. He's got quite a significant role in the film for, like, a retired NBA guy appearing in his first movie.
0: Definitely. I knew he
1: was in it, but I was surprised how much and how central a role he had. I really enjoyed the element of the film having like that basis in reality as he's appearing It's set in 2012 Mm -hmm. and he was actually playing in the playoff series for the Boston Celtics that's depicted in the film. Yeah. So he's sort of cutting in and out of that as he becomes entwined in Howard's life through the Opal gem, Mm -hmm. he thinks it brings him good luck. Howard just thinks it brings him money and he's hope he doesn't care who it goes to. Highest bidder wins as far as he's concerned. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was really interesting that it's got that basis in reality and it's got the real people yeah. who are playing themselves. Yeah. I thought that was great. The whole time I'm watching it, I was just wondering how manic the rest of Howard's life is.
0: What about the bits you didn't see?
1: That's what I mean, given yeah. that this is such a short time and you don't imagine he's got here, like he's not been chilly his whole life and this has just been a mad week think how how's he got himself into this mess
0: definitely part of me thinks like and even though the guy is running in some pretty dangerous circles with you know loan sharks and all these kind of dangerous people he's definitely a bit of a soft touch he's very easily persuaded to do things and i think if he's got that addictive personality where he likes to place bets all the time and all that kind of thing that's not you know, a good combination. Uh,
1: And it's only a matter of time before you become entangled with the wrong people, if you know what I mean. And he doesn't have the balls, I don't think, to deal with those kind of guys. No. And you think if he's making bets and potentially we're now talking about him dealing in millions of dollars yeah he's obviously going to come across unsavory types and you just don't think he's got what it takes to operate in that world
0: eventually his lifestyle and his choices do catch up with him
1: the whole time i was watching the film i was just thinking there's never going to be a happy ending for howard because he had a few chances to get out and each time he just done something daft that got him in deeper than ever so you knew yeah. Watching it, that it wasn't going to end well for him, I thought.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it
1: doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've dropped my facto for yes, this Yes, please. Week. Okay, strap yourself in for this one. Okay. The uncut gem that the story centres around is a black opal, which Howard tells us is so old you can see the universe in it. Mm-hmm. However, historically, many consider the opal to actually bring bad luck to its owner. Wow. Quite the departure from the reason Kevin Garnett wants it in yeah. this movie. In medieval times, witches and sorcerers used black opals to increase their magical powers and the gem was dreaded throughout Europe because of its resemblance to the evil eye. One particularly interesting bad luck story is that of a Spanish king named Alfonso. In the late 1800s, the bold Alfonso fell for an aristocrat named Comtessa de Castiglione. But months before they were due to be married, Alfonso decided instead to marry Princess Mercedes. Feeling more than a little hard done by, the Contessa was kind enough to send a wedding present. An opal set in a gold ring. The princess loved it and had Alfonso put it on for her right away. Two months later, the princess was dead. Alfonso buried his bride and passed the ring to his gran, Queen Christina. Guess what?
0: Two weeks later?
1: She dropped dead almost immediately. <gasps> The next unlucky owner of their Opal ring with Alfonso's sister, Maria, who, as I'm sure you can guess, was stricken with the same fate as the previous two. And it's not even done there.
0: Oh my god. Next
1: to go, and I know that sounds really dismissive, but I've kind of lost count of the number of folk that have been taken out by this wee crystal at this point, is Alfonso's sister-in-law, who apparently thought the ring was so attractive it was worth the risk.
0: And... She died too.
1: She died too. Do you
0: know what? I think I'll stick with Opal Fruits. Thank you very much. (laughs) All
1: of this death left poor Alfonso in a bit of a state. So he decided to sacrifice himself to the gems curse, putting the ring on and in just over one month succumbing to the same curse that had taken his wife, gran, sister and sister-in-law.
0: That is wild. There you go. That is wild. All that from one ring.
1: From one ring jeez. Don't mess with the Contessa.
0: You know, certainly won't.
1: <laughs> so what would you rate uncut gems?
0: You know considering most of my jewellery is made of perspex I don't quite get the appeal of all the bling and the chasing after the precious stone. Um, I had no idea that stores like Howard's ones even existed. Despite the fact that I needed to lie down afterwards because of the stressful watch I do think it was a brilliant and fast-paced watch with brilliant performances like from the the cast i'd give uncut Gems a seven out of ten how about you
1: we're matching all the time we these are like days.
0: twinning constantly these days we don't talk about this beforehand like we don't confer before. i don't know
1: if anybody's under the impression that this is well rehearsed
0: it's just a coincidence <laughs>
1: so, so i've given it a seven as well i thought it was a really enjoyable watch it definitely grabs you and hooks you in particularly towards the end like we said it's a very stressful watch as howard tries to juggle a hundred deals and scams gone wrong and just as you think he might get himself out he ends up in a worse spot than ever the movie really doesn't let up for a second howard never has the time for a wee rest and i wonder maybe that was all he needed yeah my philosophy is always just do nothing and see how it pans it and (laughs) i think howard could have done with a wee bit of that
0: hashtag be more gary
1: (laughs) so seven out of ten
0: awesome well that's it for another extra things episode guys and if you've seen uncut gems we'd love to know what you think of the movie too
1: yeah hit us up at movie things pod on instagram and twitter and if you could leave a wee review wherever you listen that would be amazing
0: and don't forget to join us again on thursday for the big payoff the big show